Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. TSN 1050 Trana is celebrating its 10-year anniversary today. How about that? They're the home of the Argos! But you wouldn't know it. Austin Matthews, Kyle Lowry, Vladdy, some soccer player I've never seen or heard of. And then Tom Brady, Tampa Tom! What the hell? Come on, TSN 1050 Toronto. What does this say? This Ah. is the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, so, welcome. In all fairness, they did that. And for, what, three weeks around Christmas time, I had a Tom Brady book and shirts sitting out here every day. Yeah, you're not the voice of the Argos. But that's right. Welcome, Canada, to uh, Canada's daytime sports talk show. It's the RP Show. We're digital only today because we are preempted on Game Plus television. So thanks for checking us out over here, YouTube, Facebook, or listen live at rodpeterson.com. And also, we've had some juggling here with our guests today, so I appreciate a good pal of mine. Jumping on Sammy Cosentino because Joey Alferi from TSN Montreal had something came up with him. He was going to be with us here in hour one. So Sammy's going to join us. You're going to notice a lot of junior hockey theme here. A Memorial Cup canceled yesterday. An OHL prospects tournament being planned, it sounds like. We'll see what Sammy knows about that. And Kirk Myers will be joining us from the Calgary bubble in advance of the Grand Slam, which is about to open up this week. So there's that and a lot of other things. Are you ready to go, Dupes? I'm ready. Okay, thanks, everybody, for chiming in. I will get to your comments in a moment. And thank you to Game Plus, by the way, for tweeting, catch the Rod Peterson show on the streams. That's a partner, eh? Oh, yeah. How about that? How about that? So I said it. There you go. Thanks, Rick Regan. And I say... Canada's daytime uh, sports talk show, but I say thank you to our American friends for tuning in. Director Jordan, can we please hit the 
Quick six. Uh, I'm writing things like so much is going on today. Number one, Tuesday NHL leftovers. Dupes and I were calling a hockey game last night. It didn't face off until 8 p.m. Mountain. So I guess you got to see quite a bit of your Leafs. That's right. Uh, So David Riddick loses his Leafs debut against his old team, the Calgary Flames. Couple thoughts on that. Could they not have found him blue gloves and pads? I know, I know, I know. I was a goalie, so he wanted to wear his gear. But it looked a little um, Junior B-ish to see David Riddick wearing Flames gear with Leafs equipment. Was uh, sport check not open? I know, right? <laughs> Get me some. At least paint them. There's a sport check across the street from the rink. At least put some some spray paint on them or tape them or something. Didn't look. It didn't look good. No, it didn't. And then I found out from a hockey guy yesterday, and maybe this was widely reported. I don't know. Riddick flew on the Flames jet to Toronto. Was that reported? Yeah, with the team. Okay. Yeah, I, I was not aware if that was reported or not. That's a good story. Uh, the Bruins beat the Sabers. In Taylor Hall's debut, he didn't have any points, but I think he had three shots on net, and he looked pretty good from the little bits that I saw of that game. And I want to say this, Tanner Geno, what do you know, scored his first NHL goal with the Nashville Predators, the pride of Oxbow, Saskatchewan, and the former Moose Jaw Warrior. So it was a pretty good night all in all NHL was. No kid. Except for the Leafs and David Riddick. That's right. But I mean, overtime, whatever. You get a point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. Point two will the CFL play? Boy, this is interesting because you're having your talks with your people. I'm having talks with my people. You see what's being reported out there. The vaccination things ramped up. Like uh, I was told today that I was eligible to go, but I'm, I'm not hanging off. Dr. Shahab's word. Like, I'll get there when I get there. I had stuff to do today. Is that... I'm not anti-vaccine, but I'll go when it fits into my schedule. Is there something wrong with that? I don't think so. I think you said you'd go when you're up in the queue, right? I'm yeah. I'm not fighting it, but... Not gonna, I'm not going to be elbowing my way to the front of the line. No, like some right? are. I'll let you know those who really need it, the vulnerable. Not that I don't need it, but uh, no, I'll go when I'm eligible, absolutely. So... It's a, it's a up and down. I think your best bet is to just turn your social media off yeah. because, oh, you see some people say it's going to happen for sure. Then you see others saying, well, this is what's going on in the States. And then they're saying, even if it's, you're vaccinated, you still got to social distance and wear masks. There's no way there's going to be a season. It's just right. And I feel so horribly for the people that are, you know, Involved, right? It, def- it affects their life, i.e., CFL players, coaches, staff, obviously the media. Um, my bet on a season would be 50 50. Those that are in the know that know more than me, but are have an objective opinion on it, like no horse in the race, are saying 60 40 to the no. Yesterday we debated would Ottawa give them money, and we said 50 50 there. I will say, will there be a CFL season in 2021? 50-50 as well. And again, to those in the know, say 60-40. But I had a guy in the league say to me yesterday, Rod, if we're going hurtling towards a merger here, why would they not just turn out the lights on 2021 and get ready for next year and promote that? And I said, well, I don't know what's happening in the top levels of the Canadian Football League. I hear things. Gosh knows there's a lot of people that have been let go by the Canadian Football League that still have, they still know what's going on, 
right, in, in layoffs and stuff from the teams. You think people don't talk? That's the one thing I don't understand. Do you? Yeah. Do the leaders think that we're not talking? I think if you've never been on the front lines with with sports, pro sports, and the media, if you've just kind of been parachuted into your position, you don't realize at the top, and you don't realize what goes on in the front lines, you wouldn't know what goes on on the front lines. Isn't that fair? That's fair. I don't think they have any idea that we all talk to each other. <laughs> I know. And it's just human nature. Yes. Right? It's just human nature. But it's so tough, like... You know, we're talking to players across the league, too, that are coming to us wondering, when are we going to play? What's going to happen? Right? And they're concerned, too. And, and you know, they know that the season's not going to start on time because we've heard that American players need, you know, likely six to eight weeks to from an announcement to be ready to go for the start of camp. they got to get into the country. they got to get their family situation taken care of, their housing, all of that kind of stuff. They need six to eight weeks before camp starts. So we know we're past that and they're not starting on time. But yet the players are still in limbo because there's still a chance that their phone might ring and say, we need you to report for camp next week. And so they're full of anxiety because how do they know what's coming or how can they make decisions about getting a job or things with family or, you know, God forbid, you know, their significant other's pregnant and going to deliver a child or who knows what's going on that they have to deal with. And yet they're sitting there being like, I can't make any decisions because my phone might ring and they haven't canceled the season or they haven't suspended play yet. So it's tough and, and it feels like nobody cares about the players. God bless you for commenting, everybody, but this is not the comment talk. I can't get to your comments. This is the quick six show topics here for the Four Seasons Sports Palace in what we call the warm-up. Dine uh, in is not an option at the Four Seasons. Order a pizza. They've got their liquor store, beer store, delivery as well. Four Seasons, check it out. Moving on to point three, the Regina Pats now 0-2 without Connor Bedard. I mentioned that the Pats... Uh, lost last night to the Prince Albert Raiders 4-2, a night after losing to the Winnipeg Ice 3-1. So they're 0-2 without their rookie sensation, Connor Bedard. You see, I brought it today for the Winnipeg people. That is the Winnipeg Ice lid. How nice oh, is that? Beautiful. That's the one that I got caught wearing while having an outdoor bench coffee Saturday by the president of the Pats. He just happened to drive by and... He didn't say anything that, about me wearing a Winnipeg Ice hat, so that's good. But I, I just love that lid. I love that logo. I love their colors. I love me some Winnipeg Ice, which last night, by the way, for those that were in the bubble, the Dub Hub, we've mentioned how it's that awkward if you run into somebody or, you know. Everybody wants to shake hands, yeah, but you then they do the awkward. Do we fist bump? Do we not? Right. Elbows? So if you saw me celebrating on the concourse last night prior to the game, here's why. There was a Western Hockey League general manager who came up to me, and we were kind of this far. And his thing was, are you back? I said, I'm back. He's like, what does that mean? And I said, I'm going to be the TV voice of the Regina Pats, potentially till the end of time, probably about 27 games a year, 24 at home-ish, and selected road games, no bus. And he's like, hey, and I'm doing, hey, back in the dub. Time to celebrate. And here's the great thing about major, hockey, major junior hockey. It's high enough level hockey that the franchises are worth at least now $10 million-ish. Rumored Wheat Kings went for $8 million. Compare that to the Montreal Alouettes, who the new owners got for nothing. Zero. Like the football guys' minds are blown at how, what these WHL franchises are worth. It's high enough hockey that you're eating steak and you're going to the NHL draft 
and you're in these fabulous facilities, but it's low enough level hockey that you can walk down the street and not have everybody tugging at you to ask you about the latest thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just realized when I went up to Emma Lake a couple years ago, after I left the rider thing, and you know, I was like, you want to be able to visit the Mansons and the Tippets and the Simpsons at the lake in the summertime because that's where the hockey people are in Lake Country. But when just with the riders, it's just when you're walking down the beach, everybody's running out of their cabin. Hey, 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 who's starting this week? Hey, hey, hey. What's happening with Charleston Hughes? And it just, like, that gets to be a little much. See what I mean? Like, it's yeah. so high level. It gets exhausting after a while. Major Junior, you get to do all those great things, but you're just in this little subculture over here that not everybody cares about, but it's a wonderful subculture. And that's your boys. Yeah. So that's, hence, was the general manager giving a, hey, you're back. <laughs> Very happy. Four to the Blue Jays. Somebody was asking, writing in about the Blue Jays earlier. They won yesterday 7-3 against the New York Yankees in Dunedin. George Springer took batting practice, but there's still no timeline on his return. I'm sure Clark's watching this very closely. Everything looks great about the Blue Jays. Their unis, their offense, their pitching for the most part. So I click open the uh, score app this morning and I see Blue Jays fifth in the American League East. I'm like, what the hell? They're winning. I'm like, wait a minute. They're in a four-way tie for second place at five and six. So I'm just thinking with Springer, I know enough about baseball and certainly played it enough to realize a guy like George Springer could affect a couple of wins probably had he played. I'm not saying he's soft or he should be playing, but they're going off on a nine-game road trip after today, and he's not going. So I'm just saying with Springer, they could very easily be in first place. Am I right? And it's so disappointing because he's the prize free agent, Ah. and it's just like, you mean I can buy the toy, but I can't play with the toy? So why did I buy the toy? Mm-hmm. But you just hope he's back soon. I really do. Uh, okay, I'll chime in with a couple of... Uh... <laughs> oh, Monty, <laughs> the Blades and Pats is tomorrow night. Yes, tonight. 4 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, from Mick Panko, my good, my good man Mick Panko, who is the chaplain for the uh, U of R Rams, by the way, football program. Rod, I'm excited for you. Your excitement in it is awesome. Thank you. It's genuine, believe me, to be back from T-Bone Stuff on YouTube, says, Hey, Roddy, keep on doing an amazing show. That's the plan. Day by day, Jeff in Winnipeg says, uh, Rod, let's see the DuPont brand. Why don't you have it out here? You got it in your, uh, it's in the office. It's in your office. I could bring it up. That sucker is heavy. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll just like, leave it really, right You here. should leave it out here. Okay. But where are we going to light the fire to heat up the brand? That's I know. What I want to know. That needs to happen, yes. Um, oh, point five on the MLSE thing. I would waver a little bit on my report on the MLSC CFL thing if it wasn't for who's giving me the information, by the way. I don't know how many times I need to tell you this. In no way, shape, or form am I ever going to hint who it is, but these are guys that frankly didn't have my number. They got it from, it wasn't in my phone. Big shots. Okay. So a lot of the people that are denying my report or completely ignoring my report are those that are. Def- directly affected by MLSE. Like, come on. So, anyways, I see people were writing in saying, boycott MLSE, boycott it. You're not going to boycott MLSE. You're not going to. You can try it. How did that gas boycott work out seven, eight years ago? Here's how- Nobody buy gas on this day. Yeah. And then you see eight cars lined up. <laughs> or nobody go to that gas station. And here's the thing about boycotts. 
they don't really work. I mean, they work. No, at, they, they, don't work. they work. They can work. But at the end of the day, we're, we are, I don't want to say lazy is not the right word, but we're creatures of convenience. Yeah. So I can say, oh, look, at, I don't like that gas station. I agree with it you. It works till you need but gas. It's, but it's closest. So I'm going, right? But if there was another one right next door, yeah, I might choose the other one because I believe in what you want me to boycott. But if it's the only one in my neighborhood, I'm going. I'm not going to the other side of town just to go along with the boycott. People aren't going to go out of their way. Yeah. So, um, Connor Anderson's watching. Young, young. Is he 16 yet? He's in York, and he says it sucks. I can't watch the Pats games, but I sure do love watching the clips on the Access Now page on Twitter. Rod, the way you call the games is amazing. Thank you, Connor. I was put on this earth to call hockey games. And some football games and help people. Everything's coming together. What did the guy say on the weekend? Wrote into the website. He says, the universe corrects itself. That's right. I believe that has happened. The universe has corrected itself as far as it relates to my life. And uh, point six, NFL players want to boycott OTAs. I don't know if you saw that. That was a fairly late-breaking story. You did? You see that? (laughs) A lot of boycotts going on. Denver Broncos. Do you think they can pull it off? Well... Of course. You know, the players in pro sports have more power in that sense than ever. I mean, except in the CFL, it feels like, right? They have more power. So if the players aren't going to show up to camp, what are you going to do? I don't think the league's going to suspend them, uh, an entire team. So if they're united and they don't think it's safe and they're recommended not to go to OTAs, they won't go. They can do it with, though, they didn't have them last year. They didn't have a, didn't have a training camp, and yeah. they got the whole season in. Well, look at, you know, Brady had those private workouts in the park, and they'll find <laughs> another way <laughs> they want a Super Bowl. to get them in. Uh, the warm-up is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Order a fabulous Four Seasons pizza and your favorite beverage for takeout and delivery, one-stop shopping, call or order online. Sammy Costantino joins us next. We're just getting rolling here on the RP Show. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this. Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Just before we bring in our good friend Sam Costantino, some viewer comments here today. As I said, we're preempted on Game Plus Television due to the Blast Premier Esports Tournament for the rest of the week. Michael Wynn writing in on Twitter. He says, definitely watching on Facebook's easier to watch at work than TV. Keep up the great work. See, it works. We're talking about a boycott of MLSE. I'm not saying it. Some are because of what they're doing to the Canadian Football League. And we said gas boycotts never work. Darren said uh, right. that people won't drive across town. Our man Chop Bresh, the head of the Rams alumni, says, Dupes, lies. People won't travel for a boycott. As a former produce manager, you have no idea how many times I heard my apples were five cents a pound more than the co-op. So people will drive to get the deal. Fair. You missed it, though. All right. Let's bring in Sammy now. See all these topics on the table here for our good friend Sam Costantino from Rogers Sportsnet. He's right in his uh, home studio there. How are you doing, Sammy? 
Roddy, I'm doing good. I'm jealous. You're down pounds. You got the pink drink going on. You got the original 16 Ultra. I like that. I see all this stuff on the front of the desk there. I mean, you got it going on, man. I I admit I'm a little jealous. We got to start working together again. I, I agree. Oh, anytime. <laughs> I'm up for it. Let's go. <laughs> By the way, Winnipeg Ice dropped this off on the press box of the day. I love their gear. What lid are yeah, you rocking? I, I, what are you rocking today? Well, it's funny you saw that, and I got to talk. I got to. I got to make a call out to the Winnipeg people, you know. But uh, also jealous for the fact that you had uh, what sixteen, eighteen games of Connor Bedard, and you got to watch that show uh, live and in person, while I got to sit back and watch it on video. But I got this. This is one of the Blue Jays caps, one of the iterations of uh, of a Blue Jays cap. Uh, you know, long history with the club, as you know. And so, uh, just trying to throw a little support out there. Big win for uh, Hunjin Ryu yesterday. Oh, big time. By the way, he's a baseball guy. You know that. But I wonder how many Canadians actually do. And we're going to come around on the Blue Jays on the end of this. But I will say this, Sammy, out here in the West, people are saying, Sammy's the only guy down. He's talking about Connor Bedard. Sammy's the only guy. He's been, you know, so people are noticing what you're doing in Western Canada, Sam, and pumping up the kids' tires. Not that, as we found out, he needs any pumping. But, oh, my God, <laughs> what a player. Yeah, we're well, you know, I was really lucky, um, you know, thanks in large part to, to John Paddock, Dave Struish, uh, Taylor Roca, and, and Ron Robinson over at the Western Hockey League for, you know, giving me that access really early on when, when Connor was drafted the day before there to, to kind of kick that uh, kick that off and kick that relationship off in good standing. I've talked to him a couple of times since and obviously, uh, you know, been watching from afar what he's been able to do. I'm really fascinated, Roddy, by, um, you know, what, what's going to happen at the under-18s and and it's funny, you know the guy up the road, Alan Miller, who, who worked for Moose Jaw for such a long time, who's now moved on to Hockey Canada. And I had some preliminary conversations with him before they selected the team. And I said, is, you know, is, is there anything off the table here? And he said, no, we're looking at everyone. And our responsibility here is, is to look at the best players available uh, outside of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League because they're going to stay at home and, and play for their league championship, which I think is the right thing to do. Uh, but we're not looking at age or anything else. We're looking at putting the best uh, team on the table for Canada as possible, and obviously has included uh, Connor Bedard and another exceptional player in Shane Wright. So really looking forward to watching what those two guys are able to bring at the under-18s. Absolutely, no doubt. The Moose Jaw Warriors, Denton Matechuk, added to the roster just late last yes. week, so that's coming up right away. Um, listen, I can't get you out of here without asking you this. People laughed at me. Even Alan Miller chuckled at me across his desk when I said, would you invite Connor to the World Junior Camp? last year. Alan's like, no. Sam, 28 <laughs> points in 16 games led the dub in scoring before he left. Can you please tell me that he could have played in last year's tournament? They're saying he'd probably get an invite next year, but I mean, I don't know. I know the level's higher. You and I did it together, but he I don't think he'd have been out of place. Yeah. I swear to God. Uh, that would have been tough. I mean, so, so young. And, and so physically uh, immature. I think what's really helped him, Roddy, there's a couple of things, you know, and I don't want to take anything away from what he's done, obviously, but you're not, you're not looking at the rigors of the travel. You're looking at pretty much playing the same teams. You're in that bubble situation. So, you know, you're, you're able to sleep in your own wrapper the, every night. And then you're looking at a situation where the lead up time for him to start his season was, was better. I'm not say better, but longer than any of the other exceptional players before him. So all of those things have combined for a guy who's taken advantage of all those opportunities and made the best of himself. So I don't want to mitigate what he's done, but I do also want to say that when we're trying to compare what's happening now or what has happened um, to this point for Regina, now that he's gone at the other 18s, that it might have translated to what happened in, in December and going through the camp. You know, the one thing that, that we have to remember, Roddy, and even going back to that camp, there were a lot of players that were really rattled by 
the quarantine situation that happened on a couple of occasions, not just to get there, but once they got there and they had that mini breakout. So I don't know if I would have wanted to uh, subject um, you know, a 15-year-old kid to that. Having said that, I, I think he's a lot to be invited to to this year's summer camp, be it virtual or be it in person. And, um, you know, whether he makes the team, he'll, he'll be the um, the guy who decides that based on his play alone. So I think last year might have been a little bit too aggressive considering all the circumstances surrounding it. Uh, but I do think this year is a very, uh, a very likely possibility. And Hockey Canada does it right. I, I understand that. Everything happens for yeah. a reason. But this is how much I think of the player. And by the way, they think very highly of him too. But anyways, moving on. I couldn't believe the breaking news yesterday when the CHL canceled the Memorial Cup. Like, I mean, ding, 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 notifications going off. And I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? What's your take yeah. on the announcement? Well, that's just it. And, you know, everyone's, well, why so long? Why did they wait? June 17th was essentially the start date. And now here we are looking at uh, April 14th, and the Ontario Hockey League has to yet to start. And with what's going on here in Ontario, you know, a start date may very well be uh, in peril, period. So when you look at, uh, you know, the Memorial Cup, there's a hundred different ways to look at it and why it wouldn't work this year. First of all, host site was never selected. It was down to Sault Ste. Marie or Oshawa. Uh, they never got to the point where selecting a city would, would work. Then you're looking at no fans. You're looking at a business plan that would be, you know, somewhat in place based on the fact that those two teams knew that the, those cities knew that they were the finalists, but having no fans. So from a business perspective, it wasn't going to ever work out. And then you look at the fact that uh, teams that would have to travel to one of those cities and the quarantine issues that go along with that. That's the next thing. And maybe most importantly, you're looking at what's happening in Ontario. You know, if they do get off and get to a start, you know, it's going to be a 16 or 20 game season. So in my opinion, you can't really crown a league champion based on that, even if you included some playoffs uh, afterwards. And then I think you're talking about, you know, um, the, what the cup and what it's all about, what now we're missing the point altogether. So we're going to bring a, a team that's 24 game regular season in the dub plus playoffs, a team that's 16 to 20 games in the OHL plus playoffs. And then you're going to bring a you know, team that's played 50 games plus playoffs in the queue altogether, plus the host team, which is also from Ontario. So I think the integrity of the cup at that point is also something that strongly must be considered. You know, we were over there in 2018. I think everyone got a real good sense of, of what it's all about, the integrity of the cup, why uh, it, it's named the Memorial Cup. And I think the integrity of that definitely would have been at stake if you had to try to jam in a championship this year. I know. Well, call me crazy, but I believe it's hallowed uh, in the conversation as the Stanley oh, yeah. Cup and, and Grey Cup. It absolutely is. So, yeah. That's, so, thanks for pointing that out. And the other thing is the teams can't travel out of province now anyways, and there's no sign that that's changing anytime soon. Now, Drager was on here last week and talked about the rumor of an OHL prospects tournament here this spring to get ready for the draft. Do you know anything about this? Yeah, well, I think it's a, it might be a little bit, what I've heard is a little bit different than what Drake's had. Uh, I do believe that there's going to be a tournament, uh, a, pro a prospect showcase, if you will, that will involve players from each of the three leagues. It looks like something that's planned uh, probably for late June or maybe even early July um, with um, the idea of getting the best draft eligible players an opportunity to be seen for a couple of days in front of scouts. So, you know, you have the under 18s, which is obviously going to be a great showcase. It's a longer format than that, you know, six to, to eight games, depending on how far you go there. Um, and that's really important for the elite of the elite. Uh, 
who were 2003 born. Now, when you roll back the tape a little bit, we must forget that there's also the late 2002s, meaning those born September 15th and after in 2002 that are also eligible for this draft, but not eligible to play in the under 18. So it gives those players an opportunity to be seen in front of scouts, especially those in Ontario who have yet to have that, have had that opportunity other than the select few that were able to go and play a little bit uh, over in Europe. So that's what I'm hearing. Uh, there's nothing official, um, you know, announced to that. Uh, and again, it's probably similar along the same lines of, of what, uh, uh, what Drake's is hearing. And who knows, maybe an all Ontario thing might be something that would, uh, that would work as well. That would, that would, go before, uh, you know, all three leagues coming together for some sort of showcase event. Well, it's exciting to follow for sure. I want to point out Ottawa <clears throat> punter Richie Leone writing in, former Arizona Cardinal. Richie, hang on. Next segment, we'll talk CFL for you because with Sammy, I got to ask him, look at those teeth, everybody. Look at those, the whitest teeth right there <laughs> in show business. Um, I will acknowledge your interview with Cole Sillinger. I really enjoyed that. That was awesome. But I want to move to Blue Jays in the time that we have left. Uh, four-way tie for second place, Sammy, five and six. Should I be disappointed that George Springer isn't close to getting on the field, I guess? Could he have made a difference here and have the Jays in first place right now? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, he was the, he was that type of guy. The contract says that he should be that type of guy. His experience, you know, as a World Series champion, say that he should be that guy. And there's no doubt that there's a lot of year, good years left in what Springer has to bring to the table. But the problem is when you have those issues, and I've seen it in baseball before, the rigors of the season and the travel can uh, really, um, you know, exponentially increase those injuries and force you it for a longer period of time. So you're best off using the the roster you have. Uh, you know, maybe testing out a few guys in different positions, either in the batting lineup or out in the field that you might want to consider using down the road for depth or when it comes to trade deadline time. And then just allow uh, Springer to heal up to the point where he's close to 100% so that when he does get back in the lineup, you don't have to worry about the fits and spurts and him coming in and him coming out, which can, especially in a season like this, can be a lot more disruptive. So I like the slow play that they're taking. Um, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays have had a lot of injury issues the last uh, few years, despite putting, uh, you know, a lot of money and a lot of resources into their high performance uh, and in what they're doing. Uh, so I think with this one, they, they really need to take their time. Are we, because uh, like you started with the Blue Jays, what, early 90s? What was your first year around the clubhouse? 87, 1987. Oh, okay, <laughs> so you can reference this then. Because the reason I asked, we had the voice of the Dallas Cowboys on a couple months ago, and he's been the voice for, what, 43 years. And we said, you know, there's three eras with the Cowboys, the triplets, Staubach, right? And now this era. Dorset, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With you... There's arrows with the Blue Jays. And I feel like we're in a new era with Vladdy, Cavan, the crew. Do you, do you, Bo, obviously. Uh, how excited are you for this club? And does it remind you of any past? Or am I getting ahead of myself? No, well, it's it's taken a little while. There's there's no doubt to to get to this point, and you know some of what's been left over from Alex Anthopoulos, and then uh, you know Mark Shapiro and, and Ross Atkins kind of doing their thing to solidify the lineup. You know, a couple of really key moves that I think otherwise might not have been able to happen if we weren't in this pandemic situation. I think the signing of Marcus Simeon on a one year deal is is, is absolutely brilliant business, uh, both for player and and for team. You know, he's a guy that maybe in normal circumstances might be might have been able to generate uh, a much longer term contract with more uh, average annual salary uh, in it. 
um, you know, getting Springer and locking up for the long term, really, really good piece of business there. Ryu, same sort of thing, you know. But ultimately, uh, you know, Rod, it, 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 Rod, it comes down to what is your pitching going to do? Are you going to be able to bring out those fireballers um, at the end of games or from the sixth inning on that can eliminate the you know lineups? Are you going to be able to maintain health with your pitching staff, which has been a challenge? Uh, but when I look back and think about all right, I look at that 85 team with George Bell on his knees and a couple of guys that were from that Rule 5 draft. You know, the 89 team was really, really good, and they were young. I, I was on uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, the likes of Sean Green, Carlos Delgado, Pat Hankin, and, and talking to those guys a little bit about the team we, we had in 99, and that was a really, really good team that was probably underrated. And, you know, you look at the staff and Carpenter and, and Halliday and, you know, a lot of really good pitchers were, were with the Blue Jays at that time. Uh, so does it remind me of one particular era that I worked with? Uh, I think that 99 team was a little bit older. But if you go back to that to the mid-80s team, you know, you're seeing guys like Fernandez and George Bell and Gruber and Manny Lee and those types of players where you had a little bit of the mix uh, of the youth, but you had a lot of excitement based on some of the guys that were picked up in the Rule 5 and so on. So maybe a little bit more reminiscent of those teams that played at Old Exhibition Stadium, which uh, I'm sure back in the C, uh, the days of the CFL, you probably visited a few times. Wow, that is. Well, I'm not quite that old, and our viewers have chimed in and said... <laughs> said Sammy started with the Blue Jays when he was 12. That's what people are saying. <laughs> All right. There's your laugh for the day, Sammy. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for uh, – this has been a great visit. Stay safe. All right, Double D. Roddy, thanks, guys. Take care. Sam Cosentino from Rogers Sportsnet joining us from the Big Smoke. He's got the branding iron out just before we go to break. Do you want to show it? Yeah. Put it right in the camera. Maybe Sammy's still on. He can see it. (laughs) Yeah. There Uh, you go. Viewers are volunteering to be branded. Yeah. And uh, we're making it happen. If you've watched Yellowstone, Sammy. We'll talk about that and more when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live. And 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Listen live. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of a sports update and answering some of the questions from our viewers, which includes the great Richie Leone, who's tuned in. Uh, Tim Lawson's watching on Facebook. He says, why are you not on Game Show Plus TV? Because they have preempted us due to an eSports game. And everybody has a daddy. Anthem Sports is ours. Yes. Correct? So they decide whether we're on the air or not. And this is a big eSports tournament on Game Plus television right now. Across all 10 provinces and 31 states. That's why we're digital only today. And it's actually boosted our numbers and made our sponsors very happy. I see this Jadavian Clowney has signed with the Browns, which is actually, I said, yeah, I watch ESPN every morning. Aside from draft talk, when they talk about great uh, Super Bowl contenders in 2021, the Browns are right up there. Oh, yeah. They're right up. That's very exciting. Yes. Uh, Here's all the Winnipeg people. Winnipeg shows up. (laughs) From T-Bone Stuff on YouTube. Go Jets, go. Got my Winnipeg ice lid out right here. But don't get me sidetracked. 
The poll question today is for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who should be inducted into next year's Canadian Football Hall of Fame? We had the big announcement yesterday. I think it was seven guys. Yeah. Your options, Kent Austin, Dwayne Mandruziak, Jim Pop, or Joe Zuger. And yesterday I had occasion to chat with the recently retired executive director of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, Mark DeNoble. Or as you've heard me on the phone with him when I say, is Mark DeNoble there? (laughs) It's so funny. Never gets old. We're talking about Joe Zuger. Like, Joe Zuger played with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He holds a record. He threw eight touchdowns in a game. And I believe Mark said that was his first game. Didn't just hold the record, but he did it in his first game. I believe Mark said. So nobody knows who Joe Zuger is. And what's that, 8% voting for him? Who are they, 8%? Yeah, exactly. Leo. <laughs> the thing with Ken Austin is, as far as I, 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 be, I believe Ken's been nominated, I'm not sure. Mark told me yesterday he was all across the voting committee for the Hall of Wally Buono's on it out in BC. Vicky Hall in Alberta, Daryl Davis here, Mike O'Shea, Bob Irving in Winnipeg. Anyways, I can only, Dwayne Mendruziak, the 49-year equipment manager of the Edmonton Eskimos, who was unceremoniously dumped by the football team. Let's not forget some of the shady dealings that have gone on over the last six months, okay? Let's not just sweep that under the rug. We got to get it. We got to get this trending in Edmonton for uh, D-Rock asks. Because Ken Austin's leading by a mile on Twitter and Facebook. So that's the poll question there. Yeah. I do have a uh, Ben Gorniak. Oh, shoot. It just here. Ben Gorniak's watching. He says, Dwayne, in a class all his own, as so many Albertan youth football players can attest to, the man cares the most. So, so, so many football camps that he had a part in. Give that man a bust. Well, he's, he's going in the Hall of Fame. The question is when. But I just, you can't, I don't think, just extinguish guys like that. But they do. Yeah. <laughs> but they do. I know. So to the CFL Global Draft, which is tomorrow, Richie Leone wrote in, Hunter of Ottawa, and he said, how are you preparing for the draft? I actually wasn't. Yeah. Did you just burp? What's that? Yes, you did. Can we roll that back? Was in my chest. How about <laughs> he that? Just burped. How about that? You got to roll it back. Write that down, Nelson. DuPont just burped in the mic. Who are you? Howard Stern? It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> Gets a brand. He thinks he can do whatever he exactly. wants. Exactly. What's next? You going to fart? Uh, no. Well... <laughs> As long as it works. Um, where were we? Armando Moreno. <laughs> you didn't even turn red. You're not even embarrassed by this. No. It's a bodily function. It's natural. <laughs> right. It's a natural bodily function. Um, Wayne and Victoria says, by the way, dupes, I'm not volunteering to be branded. Although Roxanne's deck is. She wants her deck branded. On the wood? Yeah. Got it. Uh, Richie's got a few comments here. Rod, let me think of the last time the University of Houston lost to Rice. I need to get you Houston gear if they ever let me back in the country. Richie, don't come after me because I'm a Rice fan. This was hand-delivered to our hotel in Houston 
back in the prior prehistoric time when we could travel. Hand delivered by Rice University. By the coach. By the receivers coach, Mike Kershaw. So you want to do that? I'll wear your stuff. I don't know where else he's saying here. <laughs> Craig Campbell from the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. One cheek sneak next. You can drop your pants. Or say, Who do, why not? We're not on national television for the rest of the week. We can do whatever we want. Let it roll. We could drop F-bombs if we wanted to. Um, Tame Welker has joined us for the first time in months and has fired 175 questions at us. <laughs> Did Darren do something different to his hair? Listen, Tame, while we do have back and forth with our viewers, we don't exist for you to have a one-on-one. Just sit back and enjoy the show. Armando Moreno is watching in um, Mexico City, and he says, Globals are people too. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in the global draft. I'll follow it, but I'm not hitting the refresh, refresh. I'm not interested in the damn NHL draft for the most part. I'm not a draft guy. So there's nothing against globals, nothing against the CFL. I just said it the other day, yesterday with Nick Lewis. I'm a Hall of Fame guy. That's the uh, discussion that really gets me excited. I understand there's draft geeks and draft nerds, and there's friggin' manuals that thick on it. Doesn't interest me. Well, it comes down to how well can you relate it to the audience. And so can we find a list of what prospects are eligible, who might, oh, yeah. be, who might be in the top ten? But Three and, downs ranked them all. And can we, can we make that relatable, though? You know, have we watched them? Can we tell you, you know, do we have stats for them? How much information can we give to make you excited that your player draft, you know, your team got this certain guy? It's, it's tough. There's not a lot of information. There's not a lot of film. We haven't been watching. Um, but hopefully it grows to a point where that becomes the case. Winnipeg just dying to talk about the Jets. They're playing at Ottawa tonight. Daniel Purdon watching on Facebook says, Vili uh, Heinola might see Jets action before the playoffs, but doubtful Maurice plays him in less injuries. Winnipeg Jets with one trade with Jordy Ben, although the insiders wish they'd done a little more for their blue line, they have their fan base excited and rejuvenated here for a Stanley Cup run. Before we break, I don't know who brought these in, but I thank them. Clark, if you want them, you can have them. I was asking with Jackie Redman from NHL Network. She brought up the Cheetos. Somebody brought up the Cheetos. Yeah, she did. Jalapeno crunchy Cheetos. Maybe we'll have a party here after the show and we'll all share them. Who brought them in? I did. Thank you. I saw them on the shelf. I'm like, I gotta buy them. Hard to believe that they're from Dollarama. I know. They're made for Dollarama. That $2, that's not a sticker. That's on the bag. Wow. Cheap and practical. We'll be back with a sports update and more. Uh, Next hour, Kirk Myers from the Calgary Curling Bubble. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. That's your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. So, in the time we have left, I'm going to tell the, Flint, the uh, Jets fans 
I know that we're huge in Winnipeg. Just take your comments about the Jets and Sens into the comment section, and you guys talk about the game over there. Pat McAfee's just gone off, I guess. I was alerted to this by our content creator, Nelson in Saskatoon, who said that McAfee's gone off. And the crux of what he said was that feeder leagues, minor leagues, the Alliance XFL don't work. They're a waste of time. That, that's the summation I got. Yeah, they already have that in college football, right? Yeah. They already have it. It was in the guest? Football. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Channing Crowder said it. Sorry. It was just alerted to us that McAfee's saying this. I got to watch it in the next break and we'll give our thoughts on this. I don't believe that college football is a feeder system to the National Football League. It's a, who says that? Because every single coach that I talk to realizes reps in pro ball mean something, whether it's the Arena League, whether it's the Canadian Football League, NFL Europe, every live rep in pro ball between college and the NCAA means tons. College is not a farm system for the NFL. And if you think that, you don't know anything about the game of football. What do you think? Yeah. You think it's a feeder system for the NFL? Well, I mean, it is for high-end guys. For Yeah. For high-end guys, yes. it absolutely is, right? They can go right out of college into the NFL. But how many guys struggle because they can't make that jump? And so you're right. Reps in pro football absolutely matter. So while I think it won't be a feeder system for Tier 1 players in the NFL, maybe for Tier 2, Tier 3, you got to go somewhere else and play and get those reps in pro football or at least get – that's what special teams are typically for. You know, you get into preseason, but yeah, reps in pro football absolutely matter. It's a different game. I got to read a sports update. Canadian Brooke Henderson is in Hawaii looking to become a three-peat winner at the Lot Championship. Brooke won the LPGA Tour event in 2018 and again in 2019 before last year's was halted due to the pandemic. The Canadians are six points up on the Flames for the final playoff spot. and The two will meet tonight. In Montreal, both teams coming off victories over the Leafs. Calgary 3-2 in overtime last night. The Habs have three games in hand on the Calgary Flames. Sends forward Connor Brown will try and extend his franchise record goal streak when Ottawa hosts the Winnipeg Jets. Brown has scored a goal in eight straight. Only Yaramir Jagr with nine games and Timu Solani with 11 have had longer goal streaks in the last 25 years. Do you know that Yaramir Jagr, if you rearrange the letters... Spells Mario Jr. Think on that for a while. I'm going to. Blue Jays manager Charlie Montoyo announced last night outfielder Teoscar Hernandez tested positive for the Rona. He's been away from the team since last Thursday after having close contact with someone away from the team that tested positive. Yankees writer, uh, righty Corey Kluber and Toronto righty Ross Stripling are the scheduled starters in today's series finale after the Jays took last night's game 7-3. And that is first pitch in about 12 minutes. Blue Jays going to clinch another series or trying to clinch another series against the pinstripes. The Raptors have a quick turnaround following last night's 107-103 loss to the Atlanta Hawks. They host the San Antonio Spurs in Tampa Bay tonight in one of 12 games. Toronto was without guards Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry last night. And Toronto FC goes into tonight's rematch with Mexico's Club León, boosted by its first round of COVID-19 vaccinations, but still feeling the effects of more injuries. That game goes tonight and is being played in Kissimmee, Florida. My God, am I jealous of them. 
Kissimmee is a beautiful little I bet. suburb of Orlando. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. I said to Darren, listen to my first sports update. Toronto FC, Raptors, Blue Jays, Leafs. What am I missing? Oh, Argos. Oh, wait. What are we, TSN 1050? <laughs> but I'm just saying, you can get sucked into the vortex of the GTA you can. MLSE thing. And for the most part, we try not to do that. What time do you guys need me out here this hour? Anytime, let me guess. Anytime, okay. Clark says 30 seconds. So next hour, we'll talk with Kirk Myers from Team Dunstone out of the uh, Calgary Curling Hub. We'll get into a little more, what the hell? CFL Global Draft tomorrow. Why not? Yeah. How about that? And whatever you want to talk about, that's next. Coming up after this break, you're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live. And uh, listen live at rodpeterson.com. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.